more man lives, man dies. And it's all vanity. And that's about the way it is in the merry-go-round. You get on. Yup, it is feeling like a merry-go-round. Day 18. Yeah, we missed 17. We're slacking. April 2nd. Yesterday was crazy, dude. Without we got, we actually had the sheriff's department raid our house. They said something about me running meth out of the guest house while I was teaching classes. Then Lynette found out that she was pregnant, and I was fixed a year ago, so. We got all sorts of issues happening yesterday. We had fake dog poo all over the house. We had, oh man, we had every single prank and joke you could possibly imagine. I got sprayed in the face last night when someone put a penny in the bathroom sink. I went to go wash my face. Thank you guys for that prank. How many pranks did you actually pull off yesterday? She only pulled off one, but she did many. No, but like all day long, you kept like, I see you, you're like, okay, I got another one. I'm going to get Abby. And then I'm like, man, you've done too many. People know what you're doing now. I was going to, I made fake throw up, and then I was going to prank you, but then your friends came over, and I put it outside because it stank so bad, but then I forgot about it. I prank, I pranked daddy. Oh, oh that was, man, that wasn't even right. That was a good one. That wasn't I was right. I was, I was scared to do it. I thought maybe you'd be mad at me. I was the one. Yeah, that-, that pissed me off, man. So, so you know, my wife has, throughout her career, has violated HIPAA laws uh, <laughs> yeah, dozens right. and dozens of times. So I know this to be a trend. And, and I'm out of it. I'm in the middle of uh, doing some stuff People with might work. People might know what a HIPAA trend, HIPAA laws are. What is a HIPAA violation? Oh, God, I don't even know what HIPAA stands for. It's just like so the, the, part the, of my vernacular. The very laws you violate, you do not understand. Yeah, patient privacy violations. So she regularly violates patient privacy and their rights to, you know, their records to be sealed. But regardless, she sent me this note that said, I've been called into a meeting on being accused of a HIPAA violation, and I'm a little worried. And those of you that know my wife, not only does she have a limited imagination, she also doesn't have a sense of humor. Um, And... (laughs) (laughs) I hate animals. Yeah. And and what else? Yeah. A messy kitchen. Right. So anyway, so I saw this and I immediately went, oh, shit. She's in trouble because typically with HIPAA violations, correct me if I'm wrong, they're not... There's no three strikes, you're out. Yeah. It's like one strike. So immediately I'm processing, okay, how are we going to live off of my meager salary? What are the cuts we're going to have to make? We're going to have to sell everything so I can afford my bike stuff. (laughs) 
It was daunting. I only let it go on for like a total of what, two minutes? Well, just kidding. <laughs> no, but you knew. It freaked me out, man. That was, oh, Jesus. Anyway. It was Harper's idea. So yeah. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very on edge these days. You got to be gentle with me. It's, Can it's we talk tough. about Auntie's prank on Eugene where she told him she was I pregnant? I told him to do that, her to do that too. <laughs> oh, you were, so you're the source of it. <laughs> yeah, she was. She masterminded. Oh, yeah, I did that too. <laughs> God. Yeah. Harper um, has a. Imagination of maybe 15 to 20 people combined. So. I knew we were in trouble when I saw the saran wrap on the stairs when I got home. <laughs> like, yeah. So anyway, trying to have fun. We didn't get a chance to record last night, but, you know, we had a good time yesterday. Uh, so how are you guys feeling? Lou, just, just checking in. You know, today we were insane before we just jumped on. that. Like today was a little bit of a weird day. How, how, are, how is your mind? Like how are you feeling? Weird and anxious. Like, I, whenever I watch a lot of TV like I did today, I always feel anxious. So right now I feel kind of anxious and kind of tired. Why do you think, why do you think TV makes you feel anxious? Um, I don't know really, but yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, you yeah. say that a lot sometimes. Yeah. I think you need human-to-human interaction. You've always been that way. Plus... You need to get outside because remember the last time we went on a hike, you were feeling anxious a little bit. You had said that and we went outside and we we're just talking to be outside and you said, I feel better. So, yeah, it's, uh, and that's what we talked about today that in the, when we were in the car, um, we got to limit the TV now because uh-huh. I've been so focused on work in there and I'll be in there until one, one thirty, and then finally come in here. And I know you guys have been watching several hours of TV because you're bored, right? You even said that today. I'm so bored. But then my response was, you've got a whole area, uh, two and a half acres to do with as you please. Uh, some Most kids are in little tiny apartments in the middle of cities and stuff. And so it's you need to take advantage of what you have. Um, so, but, so feeling just kind of anxious a little bit, obviously a little bit of bored. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Abs, what about you? Um, I am feeling mad because my pretzels failed. Oh, pretzel failure. Yeah, man. I walked into a grumpy cat in the kitchen. Okay. He so was talking. So tell us about the pretzels. What, what, was, what, was, what was going on with the pretzels? Okay. Three problems. So I added too much water. It said um, uh, four and a half cups of water, and I accidentally did five. (laughs) Um, And that kind of, I think, caused it to go pretty bad because um, when I was braiding them, I couldn't braid them because the dough was too wet um, after it rose. And I tried to add more flour, but that just kind of melted the whole thing for some reason. Um, and I don't really know why that happened, but the pretzels ended up being flat and not pretzels at all, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which was kind of sad because I spent like three hours in the kitchen. (laughs) Yeah. But they tasted, the taste was there, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, those were... Oh yeah. I thought the taste was good, Mm -hmm. especially with the mustard. (laughs) Yeah. I actually made, uh, I got a sausage and wrapped the dough around the sausage, put some cheese inside, and that was my dinner. 
pretzel dog. It was it was really good. Yeah. So it is so the dough was done well. It was just maybe a little bit too wet, yeah. right? I don't know why but, the flour melted it though. It was weird. Huh. And I looked it up like how to fix like wet dough after it like rose. And it said to add flour, but that didn't help at all. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's just trial and error. You're just going to have to mm-hmm. keep working at it. So, all right. Anything else going on? How are you feeling otherwise? Um, well, school is actually getting harder. I expected it to get easier, but they eventually like have to teach new stuff. And it's kind of hard being taught new stuff, like not in person, which is kind of odd, mm-hmm. not being able to learn in person. Yeah. So I have a comment about an assignment you were given today, yes. a, a science experiment. Yes. And you told me you didn't have all the ingredients. Uh-huh. And the ingredients were, number one, rubbing alcohol. I know. I thought that was like, who has rubbing Nobody alcohol? Nobody has rubbing alcohol. That's like asking people to do a toilet paper fort. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Sensitive butterfly. That's not a sensitive It's just teachers trying to figure it out. They're not, they're they're flying by the seat of their pants. A rubbing alcohol when people are trying to make hand sanitizer? I've been using whiskey as hand sanitizer. (laughs) It's all, whatever. Well, that's why it smells so good. Go easy. You're so quick to toss stones. Okay, sorry, teachers. Seriously, (laughs) they're just trying to survive, man. But yeah, I agree. I mean, but what I told Abby is screw the assignment. Let's do your own science experiment. Let's do something. Let's You did. Pretzels. Well, it, totally. Pretzels was a sign mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. The yeast. I feel was, so yeah, guilty it, not doing the assignment cuz I couldn't. And I'm pretty sure you weren't the only one. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, but this is this is what you got to understand. Your teachers are just winging it right now. Mm-hmm. Okay? They're barely holding on. So if you say, hey, I didn't have the supplies for that science experiment, but I developed my own little experiment, and we could figure it out together, you just didn't seem willing, they're going to look and go, oh my God, how amazing is that? I've got a student that's like choosing their own adventure. Like they want that right now. It's just that they know most students and most parents aren't going to encourage that. We're also used to being fed work by our teachers, told exactly what to do, and we follow those instructions like obedient dogs. Well, the reality in the out in the real world is nobody feeds you work. You typically you have to create your own work. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to create your own opportunities, and that's where you got to listen to me sometimes. That yeah, man, let's let's create some cool assignments. That's why I brought home the microscope. I brought home those little viewing. Uh, the mini microscopes, you know, we've got, oh man, we can do all sorts of cool things. We've got bugs everywhere. Do we just, mama's bed alone is full of bugs. Gross. So, and abs, you've got a bunch of rats in your bedroom. Oh so. <laughs> yep. So, and mama, what's up? How you feeling? My eye, I have an eye problem. Yeah, she's, she's red and swollen. She's got the eye herpes. But she's still pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's what I said. So beautiful. So, yeah. And work is fine. You know, I go to work every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Lucky. Um, it's pretty... I, I'm coming to despise it. I Anybody who knows me well knows I hate talking on the phone. Uh-huh. 
and I was just talking to my sister about this. I have to call people I don't know and my patient demographic is sometimes a little bit challenging to connect with anyway. Um, and so trying to do that over the phone, I really realize as a nurse, if the person isn't in front of me, I can't emotionally connect. And so I don't feel like I'm giving my best self and then I just feel crappy. Mm-hmm. But I just, I can't, I can't. Unless the person, I can look them in the eyes. I, there's an art to it of, of doing patient care over the phone and it's not my bag. I don't even want to talk to my own family members on the phone. <laughs> yeah, but it's like anything else. You get better at it over time. Yeah. You know, it is, yeah. it is going to be the new normal for a while. I'm better at the video visits. Mm-hmm. Like if I can see them in their home environment, I, there's something about a heart connection. Like I, when I'm on the phone, I don't feel it. I never have, mm-hmm. you know, even as a teenager, I mm-hmm. never, as soon as I'm on the phone, I can't wait to get off. And so this is just, it's just not my thing. And I, and it's hard to do it all day long. We're still seeing some patients um, that we really need to. And it's like, oh, I get to see a patient. But, um, you know, and we're pre- preparing now in more detail for, for the so-called surge that is happening in stages. Um, and part of me is just like, I'd rather do that than talk on the phone. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think for you, you know, you like to look people in the eyes and understand kind of that, the context in which they're operating. I do. Cause I, yeah. I can just put myself because like I said, my patient population are the bottom of the barrel. They're hard to connect with and relate to anyway. But when I can see their eyes and, put myself in their shoes, that's where my empathy come from. And I can't do it over the phone. Huh. And I mean, and the, we're talking about people who are just, <laughs> okay. So you guys have watched the show, um, Horror. tiger King. Oh my God. Yeah. We're those sure. are so, like, who's the tiger King? What's his name? Joe Exotic, okay. please. Joe Exotic would be would be cream of the crop. Like most of my patients are the people that work on his. Ew. Hey, did you guys see the tattoo I got so of Joe, Joe Exotic on, on my? I got a tramp stamp of Joe Exotic. <laughs> Super cool. So imagine talking to somebody like that on the phone, and you're just like, oh, seriously. But then it's like a sport. Then it's just then then it's just like all right I'm gonna figure out how to submit this person. When they're in front of me, it's like a sport. Like I can just like okay, how can I jockey this situation and put myself in their shoes, feel what they're feeling, and then try to help them? I don't have that ability over the phone yet. Yet. Yeah. Growth mindset. Exactly. There we go. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yep. So. Right on. Yeah. So for me, I'm sitting here drinking goddamn wine. So that, that's, that's how just, I know. They asked me to pour him wine and I'm like, what? I, I, that's how I know. Like, things are not well. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, at this point, drinking far too much, that's for sure. Yeah, but, and uh, I'm having a lot of chocolate. All right, well, she it, asked me to get her Reese's out of the freezer. <laughs> I think you, me, and 
340 million of our yeah. closest friends uh, here you in this country. That's how many people are in the United States. <laughs> but, um, you know, I heard uh, a friend of mine was telling me that he spoke to a winery owner and they said uh, alcohol consumption for that winery was up 58 uh, yeah. percent just within a several week period. So, I mean, people are drinking. There's no oh, yeah. doubt. I talked yeah. to Tabby today. Yeah. And um, I was telling her about, you know, if I have to go to the ER and stuff, which is stage two of the surge if that happens. And she was like, I just, this sounds so cliche, but I, you know, I'm so proud of you and thankful for you and all your colleagues. And I just started laughing when I got home and poured myself a glass of wine. I'm like... Thank you for stocking the shelves, friend. Because we're oh all, yeah, because she's stocking yeah. the shelves with wine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So it's all relative. Speaking of drinking, yesterday was really cool. Um, Harper got a little pissed off at me because I had told her that she couldn't have a play date, and then I ended up having a play date in the afternoon. I uh, had Josh and and uh, Jeremy, uh, the pilot, come over, and uh, we had driveway beers. Sitting there in the in the sun and golf and and uh, <coughs> shooting the shit, hanging out and uh, properly social distanced, and then we went and played uh, nine holes of golf on uh, the uh, Iggy Oaks Golf and Country Club course, <laughs> which was which was super fun. So that was nice, you know, just having that little bit of face to face normalcy. It goes to your point about being on the phone, you know, whether it's friends, family, uh, clients, customers. You know, other students like it. It's rough not having that human contact. Yeah. What happened to you today? Because I got home, you said you needed space. You were upset about something, but you never told me what. I can't tell you. Oh. Yeah, it's private. Because <laughs> yeah. so yeah, There's same pri- thing happened private, to me. Like I've been facetiming issues. like my friends for the past like three weeks, and I finally got to stop by Asha's house and say hi, and that was nice. Just seeing her. Yeah, I haven't seen her in three weeks. Yeah, I could tell. So we we went and picked up a Harper's Chromebook at school, and uh, you know, pulling up, they had a bunch of the teachers out there with gloves and masks on. They did, yeah, yeah. wearing gloves and masks. They were, Um, and they had all the computers laid out in paper bags on the the playground. And so Christy was the first person to greet you, and then she would shout out your name on a megaphone. And they would collect it, but the point being, they had they was very well organized. Mister Mister Corey was there, the principal, and just got talking with them. And you know, immediately, anybody in the teaching profession is just like, "Oh my God, can you believe what's like? This is crazy." You know, at that, we're all searching for that connection and solidarity with each other. That um, you know, we're going a road that we've never gone before. And as a principal, he was just like. Ah, what do I do? How do I lead this? You know, but he's doing his best. But it was just, I have not had a connection with other teachers other than my clients. I mean, my, uh, my coworkers. And um, there's a lot of struggle there, you know, amongst that because we feel this responsibility for everybody's kids. Right. You know, and that's why I said, you know, go easy on their teacher because she, she's carrying an enormous burden. Both your teachers are. Um, no, I know. And, uh, yeah, so, anyway. But, yes, so the whole point of that was when we drove by and saw Asha, and I could tell both you and Asha were like, ah, You know, and I know, Lou, you're missing your friends. 
uh, you know, I'm missing my friends, my my riding buddies. I, I miss know. my friends. You're you get to go to work. You have friends? They're not my friends. You have friends. I mean, they are my friends. If you're listening, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're my family. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. They're my work family. I'm not your friend. So... So yeah, uh, today was the last day of school for us for almost for like 12 days, uh, which is very strange because we haven't physically been in school, but now we have spring break, which is weird. I'm totally, I know, right? Um, I'm totally like, I feel worried because like next week is, feels daunting. Like we've got the break, but I don't know what to do. We can't go anywhere. Like I'm already bored and I still have school. You know, I, I, I. It's ridiculous because all I have is free time, and I know that sounds insane that I would yeah, feel I panicked by I, that. I, I, I crave that. Yeah, but you don't know how flesh. to use it either. You're you're worse than I am. Free time, no, and you're like, like projects. I'm like craving projects. I want to paint my my bedroom. I know. I, I know. There's all sorts of things I would I would I fantas that is my fantasy. Yeah. See, I have I have this. There's like a almost multiple voices in my head right because there's the side of me that that says okay i need to improve this house in substantial ways for you for us like i just need to do that there's the side of me that says take advantage of this free time do nothing sit half naked out on the lawn and just (laughs) stare at the birds for hours on end because well because i mean for real how often do we do that like just be still but this is going on for months well but I have this window where I don't have to work, right? Should I take advantage of that and just be still? Then there's the other side of me, the 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 racer, that I'm feeling really anxious and uneasy that I'm not super fit right now, that I'm not preparing for race season, that, you know... I, I'm surprised I, you haven't gone on more rides because you can. I feel weird about leaving the girls. Even like in the evening? Yeah, and then I feel weird about not being here when you're here because I feel this obligation to, whether it's dinner or just to be present. That's um, silly. It, I know, but it, it's very real. It, it, it I, I haven't well, been what, on the bike and it's I, killing if me. If I were well, you, next week I would pl- plan it out ahead of time so that you're not going, oh, what are we going to do today? So one day, make it about you mm-hmm. and go on your bike ride. The next day, make it about me. Complete a project. The next day, make it about the girls and do whatever it is they want. And, and I've been scheduling it like that. I mean, every day that I've I've had, generally I've had a plan, you know, for what the afternoons look like when I stop work, you know, when I'm done with work. But um, it just, it, it all seems so silly and so simple, yet it's not that simple. I don't know. It's, it's very odd, this notion of routines changing and then how do you quickly establish new routines? So... Yeah, yeah. Oh, and we have a guest up here on the table. It's <laughs> Hello, um, Mr. Nixon. This is why they call me the Lion King. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Tiger Nixon king. is the king of the lions. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm called the Lion King, oh. not the Tiger King, because he's he's more lion. He's more lager actually. He's lager, lag, lager, <laughs> lager. <like. laughs> so, and Lulu. Yes. Today, you threw down some serious hip-hop skills. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's hear them. What do you got? Okay. So, we have to tell them the backstory. Yes. You go, because I'm singing. Okay, so basically, 
father ordered glue from Amazon. We are not allowed to make slime. Nope. And glue is the main ingredient in slime. We have not made slime in months. Three million years. So, Harper made a song about saying how much she wants to make slime yes. with the glue. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. <laughs> I farted. <laughs> <laughs> All I want to do is make slime without glue. Slime without glue. And I asked my mama, please, but she still says, no! And then I asked her again and she said, no, 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 slow that loop, slow that loop, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Alright. And the answer is still no. 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 <laughs> yeah. So. And Joel could attest to why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what else? Um, I know you didn't want to talk about it, but it's very real and I think it's something that the girls need to know about. That, um, you know, and these are those, these are those brutal realities in our life. And from the very beginning, I had this feeling that you were going to get pulled back into the hole, that there is something, there is some, there's almost like a destiny to it that, um, those that don't know, Lynette spent like 10 10 years in the ER and it was trippy, you know, like, you know, it, it affected you in profound ways, but it also was, was part of your heart. You know, it was that opportunity to truly impact people's lives at their greatest moment of need. And then when she was done with it, I was beyond stoked that you were done with it. <laughs> but I've always had this sense that like that, that gravity is so strong that it just pulls and pulls you know, even beyond your own desires, there's something well, about there's, it. There's and no question. Like, it, it's funny because my sister and I were, again, we're talking this evening about stress. And, you know, she went through um, having to transition working from home and how much stress. And she said, you know that feeling when you're so stressed and anxious where your body's like cold and shivering? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, it's the worst. I'm like, I love it. And and the first thing I thought of is my first five years in the ER, I would feel that on a daily basis. Right. And it, I loved it. And yeah. it, it was, even when I left, I never wanted to leave it. I, <laughs> it was, I felt, it was, it was my identity. It's also called being a junkie. Yeah. Well, just like yeah. you on your bikes. No, I, 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 when you were saying that, I think about being at the start gate as the clock is ticking down 10, 9, 8. And I'm, I, I, can, I can feel my breath moving through my throat. I can feel every fiber of my being. And, yes. I, and I am petrified because I know I'm about to go so fast, yes. I could die at any minute. Well, same thing, right? Because all your senses become so hyper aware. So and that's, that's how I am under stress. I function so much better yeah. when things are fast paced yeah. and intense. Like I feel like I am on i'm at my best i'm i'm aware of everything around me and when things get slow mm -hmm. like they are right now yeah i get lazy well, i don't like it it's it's that's exactly what i'm saying about that extra time next week is that i i need things to be yeah. you know moving 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 yeah. and that's where i feel because what both you and i crave is the flow state yeah it's that, you used it, the heightened sense of awareness 
where actually things are fast paced around us, but they slow down in in our eyes. Yes, it, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's it's a beautiful it's, experience, it's, but plus, it's not sustainable. From from my colleagues in the ER, it's actually so. What I loved about the ER were true emergencies. Right. You know where um, the stakes are high. Right. And what burns you out in the ER is everything else that walks through mm-hmm. the door. Right. And right now, none of that's walking through the door. Right. So the acuity in the ER is really high. So it's all, of course, you know, the, the COVID stuff is coming through, but it's not like in extreme numbers, but not yet. It's, it's all the true emergencies. And so I think, Oh my God, what a, great place to be right, right now because well, it's just it's not the stress but you're not gonna you're not gonna be there you're not gonna no. get caught. so the whole no, point of I this know. the whole point of this was that there is a scenario where um you would and many others would be reassigned and the, the likelihood of you being reassigned to an ed environment because it wouldn't just be in the ed they're looking to expand right where i mean how to house more people um the likelihood of you being reassigned is relatively high. And that's just that reality for us as I mean, I know there's a ton of nurses right now who are out there actually doing this today, like dealing with 30 patients around them and 28 of them have COVID, right? So, I mean, it's, it's, I don't mean to take away from that and be selfish, like poor us, but you know, that notion of this coming into our lives, that of, of this potentially dominating our reality for a very long time because the truth behind this is once you get into that environment, all four of us really cannot be social for a long period of time. And I don't say that selfishly because I'll do whatever needs to be done, but it's that, you know, it shit's getting real now. Yeah. And like I talked to the girls cause I, they're talking about cross training us as soon as next week so that, when the shit does hit the fan, we're like ready to go, which right. makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't want to train on the spot. It's been, it's been 10 years. So. Well, but, but think about the good fortune of that. Yes. New York did not have an opportunity. Right. It was like zero to 60, bam, in your face. Right. Uh, it's going parts much, of Washington going haven't had that slower here. Right. And so we're actually having the opportunity to scale up before we're in yes. the midst of it, I which is like if enormous. It happens, like we're going to be, we're, it, we're going to be ready. You know, do you want me to be your ER nurse? You know, day one when you're having an acute MI, eh, you know, I'd be a little nervous. <laughs> Can you Hopefully imagine? it'll come back like riding a bike. You have to like thread a catheter in me without ever oh, having I could to do, do that, that in a long problem. time. Shove that's that true. shit in there. Well, that's true. <laughs> but, I asked, I asked but to I give asked, me a catheter last week. I asked the girls, week. so I told them, I said, what, because there is a scenario if, if for some reason, you know, like I was taking care of patients like Hannah is or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, she doesn't have an option, you know. Would I stay in the guest house? Would I stay with my colleague, Laura, who has space? No. And I asked them, I said, what what would be worse? Like me not being here or just kind of risking it and we might get a little bit sick? I'd say risking it and we get a little bit sick. Yeah. Only if it didn't affect other people. You know, and that's, we just got to stay away from those that we, that we love. And, you know, and that's, that's fine. It's it, early on. I was. I found myself. I think a little bit scared of the idea, you know, of Jesus. What if? What if any one of us ended up super sick on a ventilator? Blah blah. But I know the chances of that. 
or low. Or low. It's, <clears throat> you know, here I am bitching about something where the odds are so small, yet I'm willing to huck myself off the side of, of hills right. um, at ungodly speeds. So what... <laughs> Yeah, or, te- or text and drive, for example. Exactly, right? So, you know, that's just the being real. But uh, regardless, it's worrisome. You know, I worry about you. I, I think about you in the face of, of all this struggle. And I don't worry about your ability. I don't know. I just worry about your well-being. But then there's part of me that's jealous, too. Yeah, it's funny because yeah. I talked to Tabby. She's like, I've... We, I told her first that, you know, this might happen. And she's like, she told me three things. She said, let him feel what he's going to feel. Oh, me? Uh-huh. And oh. then she said, <laughs> she said, he needs time to process it. So just be patient. And you even said after, <laughs> I need time to process And then she said, and part of his angst is he's going to be a little bit jealous <laughs> because if it were him, he would be all in. And you said all three of those things. It's so funny. And, and knows me so well. Oh man. I mean, sometimes when she says shit to me, sometimes I feel like she knows me better than I know myself in some cases. She it's, really it's, does know you very well. Yeah, She does. She absolutely does, which there's not a lot of people like that in this world. Cause a lot of people just don't, don't like me. You know, like they, <laughs> They don't, I mean, I don't say that like poor me, it's just real, you know, so they don't get to take the opportunity to get to know me very well. But, uh, yeah, I love you, Ann. So what else? We're hoping mama doesn't end up in the ER, but if she does, we're going to kick some serious coronavirus ass. We are, uh, tomorrow we are going to, we've got all these bags at the end of our table right here, full of seeds that are completely sprouted for our vegetables. We've got enough vegetables or seeds to grow vegetables for probably 10 families. And I have to say, I can't, when can they get off this table? That's what I'm saying right now. We have to pull, like we needed to pull them out yesterday. Okay, cool. And so now we're like, you should see some of them. The sprouts are clutching the napkins. And anyway, so we sprouted a bunch of seeds in bags. We're going to plant those in starter pots, uh, little ones. Yeah, they're and, literally like growing through the napkin. Yeah, so um, so that'll be cool. We'll do that tomorrow. Uh, Harper has been playing a ton of basketball lately, which I got to say, Nat, you got to watch her shot. Today. Oh, my gosh. It, that it, was like mini LeBron James. She didn't miss one shot, yeah. even from like the corners. I'm yeah. like, what is yeah, this? Really? She, yeah, she's shooting proper one-handed now. Got a yeah. good wrist action. Like it's cool. it's it's looking really good. We're gonna need to play I another lost, two on two game. I lost to horse to her t- t- twice in a row. Well, it's because you suck. <laughs> you couldn't hit the side of a barn with a ball. <laughs> and there's a barn by the basketball court. <laughs> These are the things I have to do to her to motivate her. To, she gets she does her best work when she's angry. So, yep. <laughs> so. I'm I'm Kinda I'm like struggling with it. Clean the house better, <laughs> which is every Friday. Right? Are you? We're not going to clean the house tomorrow. Yes, we are. No, we I'm cleaning. She yeah, wants to house. earn money. All right. Well, there's other ways of earning money: cleaning the chicken coop. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm cleaning the guest house. Okay. All right. So um, tomorrow we're going to work out. We got to get some exercise. I'm waking up um, early tomorrow. I've decided. And then we got to figure out what we're going to cook for dinner. We're going to have a nice dinner tomorrow night. 
And um, I might have um, Rachel and Aaron over six feet apart. Oh, hell yeah. Some eye candy. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be in the patio six feet apart. They're dying to get away from their families. <laughs> right on. Six feet Rachel. apart from everybody else. One foot apart from me. Aaron, Aaron I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Anyway, God, I do miss seeing all those people's faces. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a while and it's going to be even longer. But yeah. um, so, and that's social distancing, man. I'll tell you, uh, oh, Jeremy wrote to me today uh, that he was in like a CVS or something. And he's like, man, everybody was just packed together in line. There's markers on the floor. Nobody's recognizing it and honoring it. Uh, there were even old people who were all, you know, super close together. And, you know, today, like we were driving around a little bit and there's like, I just, everywhere I look, people aren't, I mean, there's not as many people out. So the movement has chilled, but the social distancing, I, it's still problematic. You know, we've still got a problem. Uh, people aren't really adhering to the basic principle, you know. I think um, I think some people aren't, and a lot of people are. But that but that's the whole kicker, right? Then it doesn't matter. I mean, it'll slow it down, but it doesn't stop it. No, so I don't think when, they, they when you can have like, stop it. but when you have like twenty five percent of people that aren't doing it, what that's going to do is continue to spread it slowly. You should see what happens in the hospital. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't want to see. <laughs> I don't want to see. But but so I've I've been you know talking to enough people and overhearing my students, you know, and the stuff that the assignments they're writing. I'm, I'm getting a sense of a lot of people's perspectives, and it's that classic out of sight, out of mind. The idea of I don't know anybody that's sick. I don't see this right in front of my my eyes. So I'm going to kind of call bullshit. But and, people can be carriers without knowing. Well, and that's just it, right? We know. No, I, I know a handful of people now that have had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people that know people that have it. So Oh, do you? I Je- don't. Jeannie and Keith. Oh, yeah, Jeannie and Keith. They got yes, their yes. test back and they didn't have it. Oh, they so didn't like, have it. No, but Keith's dad and um, a few other people in the company did. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. But his dad has recovered? Yep. Oh, He's nice. Okay. Nice. Um, two of their good friend's parents have died from it. Oh. This is um, all in the UK. Yeah. I have uh, a classmate in my master's program who is an ED nurse at UC Davis mm-hmm. um, who has it. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple nurses in the ER, Morse Avenue, one who's being tested and one who's just on out on leave. She's just isolating. They didn't test her. Well, so, you know, people and I know we I know there I mean, there's a lot of people out there that have it. But you you there is this very American concept of of the rugged individualism that I'm going to do me. Leave me alone, you know, and. That makes our country great in many respects, but it also, it really flies in the face of social responsibility, you know, and you get these people who, like I said, I'm not seeing it and I'm not hearing about it other than the mainstream media, which is all fake news. Well, even New York where they're just getting hammered, you know, most people, it's still out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. New York might as well be Italy. Right. 
You know, right. we don't, we're not seeing it. It's not affecting us directly. Our community is not affected. We don't know people who have died. Right. We haven't seen people die. So. But we know it's happening. You know, we know what's going on. Um, the numbers, the numbers don't lie. Actually, the numbers, well, the numbers do lie because they don't represent the full extent of infection by any stretch. Um, so even the numbers that we do have are worrisome, but they're just the tip of the iceberg. Um, and so that should motivate us. And so what I want to do, I want to start a campaign of patriotism, social distance patriotism. The idea that if, if you do claim to be a patriot of this country, if you wave that flag, then you know what you do? Because people will say, well, I would die for this country. I'll go out and fight those, you know, whatever racial term you want to use, you know, and they're all gung-ho. But when it comes to something simple, like staying at home or keeping distance from others, they're like, Fuck that. It's like, wait a second. What about what about all those churches? What do we think about that? Well, like in Texas today. You hear this shit in Texas? Ooh, Texas, Rancho Cordova. Oh, dear God. You know, it, it, it so Texas statewide, and I, I, I'm 90% sure my facts are correct. Statewide, they've implemented a stay-at-home order like we have here in California. Um. They've have some exceptions for uh, essential businesses, and then they made an exception for churches. For old people, though. And you're like, wait a second, what? What is this? I mean, the great state of Texas that claims to have the highest concentration of patriots in the country. I just made that up. What a patriots? <laughs> and they are going to make really really stupid decisions and hopefully individuals make good decisions better decisions than their government does but i'm i do think we need to start tying proper behavior to patriotism i equ- i equate profit or the gym to my church and if I can put that on hold and work out in the guest house, and then, then what people am I? can pray at home. Then what am I? Your minister? Get prayed out calm. Am, am, <laughs> am I your minister then? Uh, you, haven't, you haven't designed a good workout for me in a couple of days. I've been waiting. Oh, I'll sign up. I had to Jesus, do my own thing this morning. Jesus. You got to pay for this kind of service, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyway, so the next time anybody hears somebody say, ah, this all social distancing is bullshit or this virus is all blown out of proportion or, you know, people all shouldn't be freaking out. Then, then just ask the simple question. Are you a fucking patriot? Do you love America? Do you love America? Do you love America? <laughs> and if their answer is yes, then say, then shut your hole and do what you're told. Even if that order comes from the orange man in the White House. <laughs> yeah. Which I got to say, you know, that change in demeanor yesterday, or I, I think it was yesterday, it. I appreciate it too. Yeah. I thought his you know? words were truth. And it you know, was the first time where I've heard something come out of his mouth. And I was like, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Wow. No, I, I, it, first it, time. It, it's makes you want to swallow credit. your tongue like, because of disbelief. But, you know, I give credit where credit's due. 
Yeah. But that yeah. might not so, be good for the But it did but it's not going to last, you know. He just freaking flew off the handle again today and and you know, he's about as unstable as they come, but that's that's what we have. So so I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. So it, it's an issue that is emerging as a result of uh, these stay-at-home policies and or recommendations and the distance learning that you guys are doing and that are happening with my students and are happening nationwide in, in many cases. So we're asking students. So I got two parts to it. One, we're asking students to engage in distance learning, which requires Internet access. Okay. Two, we're asking people generally to make good decisions around social distancing and we're trying to explain why that's necessary. Well, all that, all that, that messaging comes from the media, right? Most people's media is social media, internet access. So we need to get people good information so that their adults are making good decisions And in many cases, that comes over the internet. Then you have the students that we need to continue to engage in in learning. And that all comes over the internet. Who typically does not have access to the internet? Low income. Low income people. Who else wouldn't have? Elderly. The elderly. Who else wouldn't have access to, to, generally struggle to have access to the internet? People who live in rural areas. Exactly. People that live in the country. So you've got poor people, elderly people, and you've got people that live in rural areas. So all of this is said, with that said, I have a question. Should access to the internet be a human right? Should every single person, let's just say in this country have access to the internet i think we after about this, this in earlier episodes i know but uh, but it's really becoming it's really I think, becoming I think evident after right after this this situation yes before this i would have said no mm-hmm. okay why um distance learning mm-hmm. number one has brought that to light kids can't do distance learning successfully without access to the internet so who who pays for it well and what are the kids that do have access to distance learning you know the 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 better off kids the well so what this does the whole point of this is the the lack of access perpetuates class divisions it perpetuates well, same this thing, this same system of inequality or telemed- inequity telemedicine like i actually have patients who have flip phones and, right. and don't have the ability to take a picture of their wound and email it to their doctor they don't right. have i mean they just don't have access to that technology or or the knowledge to do so yeah. so they're not getting as good of care in this during this pandemic. Exactly. And that's what, when we talk about cycles of poverty or generations that like are in prison and like where these, these, there's repetition around behavior. So often these are some of the factors that really play into that. 
You know, and I see this on a regular basis with my students. You see it with your patients. And I just wondered, like, what do you, do you guys believe that everybody should have access to the internet? Or do you think that that's more something that should be kind of how it is, that you got to pay to play? I think everybody should have access. Well, you have to, you don't just get something for, like, free. Mm -hmm. Like, people should have to, like, do something. Like, I mean, I feel like people should definitely have it, but not for free. What about health care? Yes. Different? Yes. Hmm. What about people? But what happens when health care is delivered through the Internet? Yeah. Or education, because education is free. See, this is the pickle that I think... Because this could happen next school year, too. This is the pickle I think schools are going to get into. Public education is free. But if the means by which you're receiving that education cost money, then how does that work? So every child is, is, is entitled to a free and equitable learning experience, right? 12 years of free learning. But suddenly, if that learning is happening over the internet, it's not actually free. So that's where I think a lot of school districts are opening themselves up to accusations of discrimination, which I know to many people will sound like bullshit because the schools are just doing, they're just doing their best. But if this were to continue, the idea of internet access has to be, has to be changed. Um, and there are some, there's uh, a county office of education, like, Placer County Office of Ed, I think, has programs to help people pay for internet. We're giving out free, free uh, hotspots. AT&T is giving free data. And, and yeah, so I mean, but that's all short-term. Like, that's, that's, the emer that's an emergency response. Like, if this goes on for six months, then, then what does that look like, right? Right now, I have a student who they lost all their money. They're unemployed, and they can't pay their internet bill. So I'm scrambling to find a, uh, a hotspot, right? Well, I haven't been, I haven't found one yet. So are they just going to go in the dark and then he can't yeah. engage in school? So, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's more complex than people would think. Right. Um, because it affects children and what are they going to do about it? Right. Right. So, yep. Yep. So provocative thoughts for mm -hmm. the evening. Do you feel like people are freaking out about what's going on? Some yes, some no. How do you know? Um, what you guys are talking about makes me think that. So you're just kind of guessing. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, I feel like most people that I know, like people that I'm staying in contact with that I went to school with, are taking it seriously because their parents are taking it seriously yeah. because they don't know about it. Right. I think people were freaking out more a couple of weeks ago. I think now we've kind of settled into the notion that this might happen. Mm -hmm. And like it was unfathomable three weeks ago. And yeah. now that we're three weeks in, it's like, okay, yeah. we're just kind of preparing and waiting. And right. so I've, I've just had a number of students, my students who have submitted uh, writing uh assignments and in there they've referenced i'm so sick of people freaking out everybody around me is freaking out like so they're seeing or experiencing a freak out and i've, I've kind of like 
question them a little bit like, man, I'm not seeing that really. Yeah. I'm not seeing well, people freaking out. Well, it's funny because you, like, you guys aren't out of the house very much. So I was talking to Tabby, like I said, and she's going in and out of grocery, grocery stores. stores. And in Marin County, um, they have actually a lot more cases than Placer County and they're smaller. Right. And more densely populated. But, um, you know, in the way that people are all covered up and like there's no sense of normal. Well, in her day. Well, I mean, seriously, God, can you imagine what happens if if like a woman can't buy her Gucci bag? <laughs> what happens when <laughs> when, <laughs> when what happens when they want to trade in the Mercedes and they can't get the Maserati? Right. Not the Maserati. I mean, these are these are, these are I mean, these are real problems. My heart goes out to you the struggling see, families of see. Belvedere and Strawberry and Mill Valley. You should oh. see the people at Whole Foods. You know what I'm going to do? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start a GoFundMe page to support the ailing families of Marin County. <laughs> oh. Would you join me in supporting the needy elite? Because they too... Are suffering under coronavirus. Okay, you're missing What's... the point. The point is, you guys don't get out. It's weird out there. What's Marin County? Where Tabby and Big O live. Oh. Yeah, they're like them and a couple of their friends are like the only cool people in Marin County. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, they've got quite a few friends that are they've pretty They've got awesome. a lot of cool friends. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah. Yep. So, anyway, I wasn't one. sure if people was were freaking out because yeah, I haven't seen the light of day for like three weeks. I'm turning pasty. I smell. This is the whitest I've ever been. <laughs> find the nastiest homeless man you can possibly come across, and I smell worse than him. And you wonder why you're not getting much love. Oh, <laughs> I thought you liked my musk. <laughs> I'm like a musk ox. The I've showered. I went without showering for three days a couple days ago. That's oh, my record. I thought that was my feet. It was actually you. So. Still smell better than you when I didn't shower my for three days. Two weeks. That's, that's true. That's true. So, All right, guys. Well, day 18. Uh, things are getting weird. They're going to get weirder. Um, I may just stop wearing clothes. I just want to put that out there. Consider Please this your memo. Out. You uh, cannot I, wear clothes if you live in the guest house. I'm... I might just go total social norms are out the window. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put that out there right now. Um, it is outside naked. Oh, the yeah. sun. <laughs> well, I mean that's and you know what I might do is like walk around, walk around naked my, in the donut with suit, my butt hanging out, dressed in the donut suit, <laughs> singing this song. Donut. Don't worry, be happy now. Well, as we've said before, and we will say again, this too will pass. We're going to get through this. So try to keep your head up. Love everybody around you. Whistle a little bit. Try skipping somewhere. Like, the next time you're outside, just skip for like 30, 40 feet. See how it makes you feel. It's good stuff. And if all else fails, drink copious amounts of alcohol. 
until you can't see straight. You'll pass out, wake up in the morning, got a little headache, hydrate, and start over. And eventually, the sun will rise. So, all right, y'all. We love you. Bye.